What's up, all you beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Quantum Coffee. Today's guest is Daniel Doran, and he is a healer, a guide, all the things. Uh, he's had a really important impact in my life over the last few months. I've been working with him, doing a 90-day attunement, and just really clearing some of my own energetic channels. And man, this guy is just a magician, and I'm really stoked to have the opportunity to discuss and drop in with him on the show. I know he's got a, a lot of beautiful energy to share, uh, teachings to share, and he's just got this really incredible life experience, um, and he continues to teach me so much, and I'm excited to share all that with you. But Before we get started, in this episode, we talk about the power of the fear frequency and how to break out of it and also the importance of community, two things that I'm very, very passionate about continuing to cultivate through the Heart Collective. And I'm really excited to announce this course that we're bringing to life very soon. And it's more than a course, it's a ceremony, it's an initiation, it's a journey into the deeper parts of yourself. So as you're listening to this episode and you're wondering, what can I do? How can I show up and continue to heal? This course called Fear Alchemy is a great tool, a great option. And we are so stoked to bring it together for all of you and building community off of it through the Heart Collective. So go to heartcollective.org to check it out. And I'm going to share with you the Fear Alchemy trailer to get you excited really connect with the frequency, the energy of this trailer. And if you feel called, you can pre-register now on the website. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. What does it mean to be afraid? It's much more than what you think it is. It's that feeling of being stuck, not knowing how to find the answer. It's feeling weighed down, but not knowing why. It's the feeling of knowing something is blocking you, holding you back, but not knowing how to fix it. Fear is the voice that tells you to stay small, play it safe, and not reach for your dreams. Fear is the overwhelming feeling that there's no way out. Fear is feeling unworthy, undeserving, and never good enough. Fear is the stress and exhaustion you feel from hiding your truth. Fear is the reason you feel lost and trapped with indecision. Fear is the crippling anxiety when you think about your finances. Fear is the whisper of doubt saying you're not qualified or smart enough. Fear is that heavy burden of people pleasing and overly caring what other people think about you. Fear is the cause of your anger disappointment and resentment within yourself. Fear is the reason you feel powerless and paralyzed. You can't always see it, but I know you can feel it. Even though fear can feel overwhelming, deep down you know there's an answer, and you've been waiting for it. This answer doesn't come from a book, podcast, or some expert. The answer you've been searching for comes from within because you already have the answers inside of you. What you need are the right questions to unlock and reveal what you already know. You need a safe space to feel your fear, 
which will help you remember the truth of who you are. The answers you seek are inside of what you fear. Leaning into your fear is what will set you free. When you're ready, freedom awaits you. Daniel, what's up, brother? Yeah, what's up, Joe? <laughs> Dude, I'm so stoked to have you, man. It's man. been a beautiful journey getting to know you over the last few months. And Likewise. Yeah, Likewise. getting to share you with the audience, um, just all your wisdom and just how much you've taught me. For those of you that don't know, I've been working with Daniel um, in this 90-day attunement. And I mean, how would you describe the work that you do? Good first question, <laughs> <laughs> right from the gate. So yeah, I, I describe my work as <clears throat> human tuning. Um, I feel that we are a highly advanced, sacred technology. Mm. And we're remembering how to turn that on. I feel like a lot of us have been dormant for a long time, maybe many lifetimes. And this time feels a little bit different to me. So what I came here to do was to assist in that and, and turning on those switches and, and helping folks uh, sustain a high frequency in their mm. life and in their work. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. I mean, just working with you over the last few months, I've, I've learned so much. And we were talking about this yesterday. We had actually had a session yesterday. And how much I'm learning from you, but it's really like hard to explain because, yes, you've taught me about reciprocity and the elements and setting a sacred space and an altar and finding stillness and even like deepening my prayer practice, which is really beautiful growing up in a in a Christian evangelical church, I had so much resistance to prayer. I always felt like I was doing it wrong. And, you know, I've been meditating and connecting with, you know, the divine and, and, and God in my own way and having that really powerful connection. But I haven't had that prayer practice and just being around you and the way you pray from the heart has just really inspired me. And just I can feel the power of it in my own life over the last few months as I've prayed more and just connected and it's really just giving thanks and giving gratitude because that that journey of reciprocity and just working with you man i've cleared so much like gunk out i feel like i've activated in, in different ways and so um we're going to get more on the journey of how you've come into this work and kind of your own personal experiences and then we'll dive into some bigger wider uh topics uh but first i'd love to drop in uh with the audience so wherever you're listening to this if you want to find some stillness and, you know, I'm going to take a few breaths with everybody so we can slow down and connect together in this quantum moment, wherever you're listening to this, it's not live, but it's still in this moment, which is really, really cool concept. And what a beautiful gift that we have an opportunity to share these types of conversations in this way. And then I'm going to give um, Daniel here an opportunity to pray for us and for you um, on the journey ahead. So if you want to find some stillness if you're driving or walking you can just connect with the energy if you're at your house or somewhere quiet if you want to find some stillness comfortable seat gently close your eyes begin dropping into this this present moment connecting with your breath Feeling the inflow and outflow of air. The expansion of your lungs on the inhale and the contraction on the exhale. 
before we take these breaths together, remember that you're, you found your way to this podcast for a reason. Open your heart. Connect with the message. May it serve you on the journey ahead. Together, let's take a few breaths, starting with a deep breath into the nose. A long, slow exhale at the mouth. Again, deep breath in. thanks for this day, for this world, all of this, this universe, all of these dimensions, these realities, all the beings, all the entities, all the spirits, all the forces. Thank you for all there is and giving thanks to the elements that support us, the fire, the great transformer, the earth, the support, our mother, the wind, the clouds, the thunder and the lightning for bringing the rain and the water nourishing the land and the animals and the plants that feed us and keep us alive. The sound, the ether, the space in between the spaces that helps us activate and grow. We thank all of you for these gifts that give us strength and support so that we may walk this path for the benefit of all of our relations. Amen. Oh, man. Oof. is so incredibly powerful and I can even notice my own energy when I really like slow down and just just speak from the heart I remember when we did one of our nature walks and you were sharing a little bit about your journey and and how to connect with nature and you said a prayer uh we we had some tobacco and we were, we were making an offering uh, at this river and you said this beautiful prayer and I remember asking you I was reflecting on this this morning I remember asking you like can you share that prayer with me? And you were like, no, man, like it's not written down. Like you have to come up with your own prayer. Like you're speaking from the heart. And that was a really powerful moment because I was like, wow, I, I feel like I have to do it right still. It's like that story of like, mm -hmm. give me the prayer mm -hmm. so that I can like memorize it mm -hmm. so that I can have this powerful prayer from this amazing man who's done all this healing work and has taught me so much. And I was like, wow. And so I just started practicing and like tapping into my heart. And it really is, like just gratitude. That's, like, it. That's it. It's yeah. really like if you give yourself enough space to witness what, you know, the majesty and the miracle that's happening around you, you'll notice a few key players that are always around. So it's just deepening your practice of gratitude to them. You know, like you're outside, the sun is shining on your skin, making you feel warm, making you feel potentially tingly and effervescent with goosebumps you know so you're like there's some sort of energetic connection that this is 
helping me with at this moment. It's it's activating my life force, you know. So just even that, like, wow, thank you so much for this light and these whatever it is, biophotons, right? That are going into our cells, into our skin. It's just like this, like, wow, this deep reverence and gratitude of like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that, you know, prayer is um, you know, similarly to you, I, I was raised um Roman Catholic and it was like very you know the word like what the word that's coming up is devout mm. right? it's you know you you must pray the rosary consecutively like a hundred times in a row Hail Mary's and our yeah, fathers yeah 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 in order to to receive something like if you do enough of this then you know so I that I realized you know shortly after I think probably eighth grade in Catholic school was like something's something's a little bit off here <laughs> you know like and to each their own, you know, per, you know, for each person, their own way is, is the way. But I've been praying for a long time and I've learned more about prayer as I go further on my journey of prayer. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a good first step is, is really just gratitude up first. And really that is, you know, it's a universal law. It just opens up so much energy mm. for you. And this like, you're like, wow, you're really, you're really truly giving thanks for something. And and like you said, like the reciprocity comes in there. It's like, it's almost, it turns into this exchange and a relationship building that you're receiving all of this abundance and all of this goodness from the natural elements, from, you know, the, the way that you're on. And yeah, so then it's just, you're connecting and giving back. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the journey of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Not always like like even praying to ask for something. Like when you're in a bad spot, like, man, God, I need this thing. Like, why is this happening to me? It's like, thank you for this opportunity, right? It's just that perspective shift. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is definitely, you know, the, the work that you do and how you just explained it, this journey of, of remembering who we are, um, not just individually, but collectively. And this is, something that feels like we're coming out of, you know, potentially lifetimes of this kind of dark ages where we've forgotten what let's, I mean, I'm excited to dive into your perspective on all of that, but let's talk a little bit about your journey of remembering in this lifetime and, and where it's brought you and how you've gotten to this point where you're just, you know, so tapped in and passionate about doing these, these energetic healings on individuals. Thanks for asking. And, um, sure, sure. Let's see. Um, I guess we all are given our, our proper research and development path that we, that I love we must, that. <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> that, that, that we must traverse in order to you know to figure some stuff out and um yeah i i uh i had a pretty pretty wild and pretty full upbringing and background and um like i said i went to catholic school k through 12 high school being all all boys catholic school um, so it was very, you know, let's just call it a certain way, right? Like it was a certain way that I was like, I think my mom had an idea of like maybe me becoming a priest. It's interesting because she actually said that to me before. She's like, wow. I have this like, she's like, I always like see you becoming this like priest. And I'm like, that's interesting. Interesting now that like, like looking back on it, looking what back you're on doing it now, now, looking back what I'm, what I'm doing now, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like in, in a sense that there's like, I did some truth to that there, there's some truth in that yeah. for sure you know maybe not in the way of like me wearing like a a big you know uh 
altar robe and standing in front of like a Catholic audience. Maybe like that's what she had in mind. Mm. But like in, in a different way, I feel like very connected to, especially now a lot of the teachings of the God, of the Bible and mm. Jesus and Christ and all these things. Um, but back to the beginning or to the, you know, the, the research where I pretty, pretty intense background, uh, family wise of, of a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs in the mix, uh, growing up. And my mom was this, you know, this other force that was like the, the counterbalance to that, where she would keep all of us safe and not really just like had this huge energetic support for us to not go in that direction. Whereas like cousins and uncles and all these things were leading, give, showing a different example. Mm. But she was, you know, the one be like, no, don't go, don't go do that. Stay over here. And, you know, she really helped a lot. You know, wow. really, really helped me not to get into that very early on. Eventually I did, but I feel like I had to, in a way, to mm -hmm. to figure a few things out. And almost I had to understand the energy that was, I guess, energetic entities that were in my family, in my family lineage. And, and so I had to, I had to go into that, that zone for, for a time to really like, be like, wow, this is, this is what's really going on behind closed doors. Like this is, this is not the way I want to go. And I was able to shift out of that. So it took, it took a while, you know, I was like, when I look back on it, I was, uh, I was, I lived, I grew up in Southern California. Uh, my house was not too far from the border of Tijuana. So it was like, that became a routine in the later teens where it was like, let's go to, let's go to Tijuana and party, you know? So I was just like, started partying at an early age and a lot of drinking, like starting, I think at like 16, you know, it was like mm. 16 to 25 was like, wow. It was wild, right? I had a, a big shift at 25 where I started doing martial arts. And that really changed me. It changed my physical look. It changed my mindset. It started, you know, it gave me discipline, gave me a practice. And I stopped drinking for quite some time. I stopped, I stopped doing drugs after that too. I, was like, I started clean on my act. I was, I finished college. I, I went, uh, I was in the Bay Area working at um, wooden metal fabrication design studios, doing pretty good. And then some, some shift or shifts happen, you know, you like, you have certain friends group that you're, friend groups that you're involved in. And like, there's more learning to be done. So what happened again was like, I, I started going into a crazier route. <laughs> so about 29 to 34 was another like, woo, this is, this is a wild one. And was that a slow, like back into the game kind of thing where you like had this discipline, you're feeling so good and it like slowly fell off or was it? A, a, yeah, it was, it was, it was a slow trickle back into it where it like, was wait, like, you found yourself. Back and then I was, it, yeah, yeah. And so like at the end of that five year, I was like, wow, I'm at, I'm at the bottom here again. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just like, my body's telling me to stop and I've created a pattern that is disallowing me from doing so because I'm so used to it. I'm so used to this lifestyle, this, this way of living, you know, this, all of it. And, and so there was something I, I, I would call it, 
some sort of divine guidance that came in where I would, even in, in my state of, of fog that I was experiencing, I was, there was still this beacon of light coming through that was guiding me in a certain way. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that led me to my first ayahuasca ceremony that was in uh, March of 2014. And I remember before that, I really was like, all right, this is, this is really going to work this time. You know, I'm going in here and, and I, I did a master cleanse fast for 10 days. That was huge for me. I'd never done anything like that. You know, I went full day, full 10 days with, uh, you know, water, lemon juice, cayenne and maple. That's all I had. Wow. What was that experience like? Intense. Yeah. Intense. But it felt like, it, I mean, it was like a primer for the intensity of what I was about to experience in my, on my, setting forth on my journey of healing myself. Mm. You know, it was like almost like I had to do that in order to get the information and start the process. You know, Where did this knowing come from? Like this, I know there's this calling, but what was that experience like? Because then you went, you know, deep into the healing path, deep in the medicine, and I definitely want to talk about your experience there. But what, what called you into like, like where did ayahuasca come from? Was it in your awareness or did it just like really call you? Because I've heard stories of people just being like, I had no idea what this thing was, but there's this drawing me down and I went. I had read a book early on, I think my first or second year in college, maybe like 98 or 99, um, called The Cosmic Serpent by Jeremy Norby. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was my first intro to what ayahuasca was. And other medicines from the Amazon, tobacco, and all these like, you know, mythologies and folklore from the tribes and his experience. And yeah, it would just open me up. Like, so that was, that that seed had been planted after reading that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and really interesting stuff, man. It's like when the medicine work opened up for me, and we'll get into that in a moment, but it all just kind of comes together in this way that you don't really can't really describe, you know? So like after my second diet in Peru, I'm actually sitting at the airport in Pucallpa in Peru. And I see Jeremy Narby like sitting next to me, like the guy who wrote that book. Oh, wow. And I was just like, this is wild. You know what I mean? Like it's literally 14 years later that the calling had finally come in from the book that I read. And this guy sitting next to me in the airport, like... Mm -hmm. Did you say what's up? I did, yeah. yeah. I said what's up. Did you tell like, him like, totally. well, you're the reason I'm here? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and he was Why are like, you stuck. here, first of all? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm in your imagination. <laughs> yeah, totally. It felt like that yeah. in a way, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, all, it all starts weaving together in this like very like dreamy way, right? Like deja vu, synchronicities, you know, start. And then that, that became more of my language um, moving on from there over like up until now, really, you know, like mm-hmm. really like. You know, going with the flow and looking for the symbols and the alignments and things like that. Mm. But yeah, th- let's see. Um, th- that that was a huge shift for me. Just even that first ayahuasca ceremony somehow propelled me almost immediately to Peru, to the jungle, to the Amazon. And then, you know, I realized there was like a lot of stuff that I needed to let go of, a lot of stuff that was purging out of me and became, became very in tune with a lot of different things that I wasn't very quickly. Um, and I kept, I kept it consecutive. I was, I was down there for a good part of three years. You know, I did five diets, uh, five full dietas. And I would come back and forth to the States, but then it was like, 
I had pressed a huge pause button on everything else. It was just like, this is, this is, uh, I have to heal now. Mm. There's something here that um, is important, like beyond important in my life. Not only for me, but for my lineage. Mm. That, those are the two things at first. It was like personal health, but then it was also like family stuff that was coming up. And they say that that traditionally, like that's what the medicine is used for. You know, it's, it's, it's a family affair. It's yeah. really like what what ayahuasca is about. Yeah, because when you really think like this this collective healing that we're going on, like the reason we end up the way we are is because of the way our you know environment, our parents kind of teach us, and the energy that they have passes down generation to generation. So I've been in ayahuasca experiences too, where it's it's some of it's very personal and individual of like past experiences in this lifetime. But then there was moments when. You know, I'd just be grieving or purging or crying and and just feel like collective amounts of energy just leaving my body, like not even mine to hold. It's like clearing out for this this collective field that we're going through, which is really, really powerful work to experience that. My God, yeah, totally. And I, I, I would say from my personal experience working with you that yes, that you have the <laughs> capacity to do that because I've witnessed you doing it. But totally, it, it agreed, it's... it's um. Yeah, there, there's one vision that I saw at the beginning was this almost like these shackles, these energetic shackles that were on me, but they were connected to my family lineage. And they were like, man, they were like dirty. They had like moss on them. And it just like it traced. I was able to see the line, like how far back those energetic shackles were on our bloodline. And mm. I, like somehow I was unlocking them in that se- in that session. I was just like, whoa. Mm. That's crazy. I, yeah, totally, you know. So how many how many ayahuasca ceremonies have you done? Like what was that journey like from, you know, kind of briefly describing it and and how you came out of it? Like when did you know it was time, okay, now it's time to go show up and serve my medicine and and the work that you're doing now? Yeah, so let's see. It's I know it's a bit over 90. I know it's less than 100. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, Kind of lose track after a while. Yeah, well, I, I know I think it's 92. Mm. Um, wow. And then she she told me to stop at 86. So it's, it's funny. It's a funny story because, you know, like you, you say you get 86, you get kicked out. And so she like literally kicked me out on the 86 ceremony. And she's like, Whoa. you're done. And it was interesting when I when was you say young, she, you mean I, the, the I, consciousness I, I, of yeah, ayahuasca, the, the, just for people that aren't familiar with that language. Thank you. Yeah, yeah a female, a, a feminine voice that I heard where I, I know it was the spirit of ayahuasca that it was like, time to stop mm-hmm. now. Uh, look what you did. Um, you have a moment to reflect here. And I was like, okay, I sat down. I was in the living room by this fire and my heart was just racing, like just like something's not right. You know, like I'm drinking too much ayahuasca, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, yeah, look, you're, you're, go back three years ago. Like, what were you doing? Like, oh yeah, like, tons of drinking tons of other crazy shit but like she's like so you're not doing that but now you're at ayahuasca ceremony every weekend or every other weekend so it's like god that's such a beautiful point to make like any it doesn't matter what you do it can become an escape right exactly Mm. exactly so that was my moment of like oh damn okay i'm gonna stop you know and then i didn't know what integration was until that moment began until that moment of like, all right, I'm done here in the actual ingesting and, and drinking of the medicine. But like, I can't even explain how much more the medicine opened up for me at that moment. It almost immediately got taken to teachers, to guides, to trainings, all at once. It all flooded in where it was like, 
just like I, I had that willingness to pivot out of the other frequency, it was like that same energy was like, all right, like I'm going in a new way here. And then it was like all the support just showed up immediately. So I, I went to Thailand first. I did body work training out there to Spain, um, New York City, worked with teachers there. It was just, I, I, I got real busy really quick. You know, and that was, that was a part where it's like you, time, time to start sharing these gifts with the general audience now. So train for this now. That's, and that happened after three years of deep, deep medicine, session, medicine work. Mm, that's beautiful, man. And I, I've, like with my experience with you, it's been wild because I've experienced, you know, different plant medicines. I've worked with ayahuasca. I think I've done 13 ceremonies. And I've had some really deep releases. And I just find it so fascinating when I go sit with a session with you on your table and, you know, you set the space and you start just playing some music. And I just feel the energy start moving my body. And I've had these, these purges, these releases that are on some levels even more powerful than I have had in the medicine space, totally sober. Yeah. And so it's really opening my or widening my perspective on like needing, like you said, like 90 ayahuasca ceremonies. Like, when do you call it quits? When do you just show up and like develop the tools to let go? Like, why do you need me anymore? And I'm just, you've connected me so much with that and like the, the different realms and the different energies and the subtle energies that are always around us. And, you know, widening the perspective out on this conversation, what do you think is, you know, taking place both individually and collectively for us? Like this, this process of remembering, like you're so connected to the subtle energies and the different frequencies. And I know you've had experiences of interdimensional beings, um, but the average person is just so stuck in this, this mind space in this material world. And it's really challenging for them to widen their perspective because those beliefs are so strong. Mm, mm. <clears throat> that's, that's it. You're tracking there. I feel whose, whose beliefs were they at first, right? Like who, who imposed those beliefs on what, on, on the individual, right? I think that that's, we're getting at something there um, where, yeah, like it's just to me now, this the most simple way I could describe spirituality is becoming aware of your program and your pattern. And the better you become at it, the more spiritual you become because it opens you up to the more of a full spectrum of potential and, and possibilities where you start connecting with guides, you start connecting with totem animals, you start connecting with your ancestors, with multidimensional beings. Like it's, it's a letting go of these self-limiting beliefs that I feel is necessary. And, and also like, again, I feel like the willingness is there's some activation there. It's just the simple willingness to like try something new mm -hmm. or, or do something in line with becoming a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that can open you up to, to that. that. And this is for, you know, the general audience here, you know, that may, you know, be, be, they may have some questions coming up already. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really about being open-minded mm -hmm. and curious. And yeah, I mean, so, like if, if you would have, if I would have just jumped in and met you, you know, five years ago and I was still trying to break out of my religious belief that I have to believe that Jesus died for my sins in order to make it to heaven. Like that, I, I, I wouldn't tell you that's what I believed. Like 
10 years ago, like when I left my home and went to college and stuff, like if I had a conversation with you, I wouldn't say that, I believe. But as I've done this healing work and getting curious and going deeper, like that was such a powerful imprint on my psyche that there was this fear of like, if I died tomorrow in a car accident, I don't want to go to hell for eternity. And so I was like holding on to it, even though I wouldn't have shared that with anybody. And when I finally let that go, I told my dad, because he asked me directly and I felt all this energy and this like tense, like heaviness in my heart. It's like, wow, like I'm going to actually tell my dad I don't believe what he believes. And it was the first time, although I didn't believe it, it like I knew I was still holding on to something. And I told him, no, that's, that's not what I believe. And it just like, I let it go. And on deeper reflection of that, I realized it wasn't just the fear of what happens when I die. and I don't want to go to hell for eternity. So I want to hold on to that belief, have it in my side pocket just in case something happens. But on a deeper level, I didn't want to, I, I felt if I spoke my truth, that my dad wouldn't love me anymore. And so it was actually a deeper connection to like receiving validation and love from my dad because of his belief that he has so strongly. So that was just a powerful moment in my life on multiple levels of like breaking free from that so I can go explore and connect with God, nature, the universe, this experience of life, whatever you want to call it for myself and go find my own truth, which lives deep within me. And I've gone on this journey of discovering that. And it's just this constant remembering and forgetting and getting curious about stories and where does this story come from? Like, why do I believe this? Like, is there something new? And I think curiosity really is the key to get curious on how you're showing up. But when we have such a blanket in the collective field of fear, like that fear frequency, Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about the fear frequency and how it actually closes us, constricts us, and doesn't allow us to have that open perspective of exploring these different concepts and energy frequencies? Good question. Yeah, I mean, right there with you and and uh, very, I, I think that to say up front too, and just to reemphasize is like coming to that threshold of where you noticed that you were pressurized in some way, maybe for so long by some, by some self-limiting belief that came from your parents or this like, like you're saying, like this fear frequency, like fear of death. And it has to be the Catholic way. Like you have to have like, gone to confession to like repent for all your sins before you pass away right like that's that's heavy stuff man mm-hmm. you know i've similarly you know what i mean like I, I went through that too um and i think that yeah the, this there's there's something at play here in the collective that you know is some in a major way manipulative in, in that it keeps people in a constant state of fear Right. There's so many, there's so many layers and facets to these, the way that these frequencies work and how a lot of people are tapped into. And a lot of people will just be probably okay with like watching the news and having that shape their reality for their whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh yeah, like you can't go outside today because it's it's gonna rain. You know, like they're even scared of the rain. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> You know, yeah, it, wow. it, it's like, it's going to be a horrible day that, you know, the news says it's going to rain instead of actually like going outside and like, fuck, giving thanks, man. Like there's water coming down right now on your face. Mm. You know, there's water that's watering the ground. Yeah. It might be a little colder outside, but like just, this is part of us. This yeah. Is- rain used to be the biggest <laughs> gift for people when they grew their own food, right? Like, thank you. Like we actually get to eat now. That's now exactly it's like- it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. And that's, and that's where, you know, that's where I feel like there's a, there's an opening here for that. Like just something simple as like the elements, the elemental 
gratitude of you know we spoke about at the beginning of these prayer so I, I back to the you know un, un unblanketing the the fear from the collective it's for sure your example your your leadership role our leadership roles in this in this new way that that we're that we're moving into um just presence man like really like the, the presence and, and what you did with your dad you know just like finally like stepping up and being like I'm in my truth. There's no, there's nothing to be afraid of here. Like mm. I get to, I get to depressurize this valve and this channel that's been like clogged up for so long. You know, I like to use the analogy of the kitchen sink. Like if you don't have a, a food dispenser eventually, and you don't have like the the little stoppers on the drain, all of a sudden, like after a few meals, like it's just clogged up full of like veggies and gunk and, you know, stuff from the pan, right? And mm-hmm. similarly, like in our, in ourselves, in our, in our human technology is like, there's so many of these like drains and channels that like got clumped up with these energies for so long, mm-hmm. you know? And, and as we do this work of remembering uh, who we are and our capacity, our, our, amplifying our bandwidth to like receive more to have more responsibilities to 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 have a bigger family to buy more property to like just keep expanding 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 like we we see that we got to keep it clean we got to we got to keep draining those channels right and then that that gives you that activates your truth in a major way because your health is activating you're becoming more vibrant you're 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 taking care of yourself you're breathing you're eating correctly and and then you get to stand your ground and be like, hey, there, there's something back there that I'm holding on to, right? That's like that stop in the in the drain that you finally are like clear cache, clear cache. And then yeah. I get to step step up and just like simply just tell my pops like I love you. But that's like I want to just tell you what I believe in, you know, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when you said like clearing that drain and just like allowing the the, the energy to flow. It's like I just felt that so much. Cause when you have those moments of expansion when you like are able to, to identify something and, and let it go, whether it's like a grieving process, a crying, a feeling, like through the emotional body, like being able to feel that energy and release it. It's like it creates clarity and expansion. That's like, it's just so cathartic. It feels so good. Like, oh, you can take a breath. Like, wow, totally. not hold so tight. Totally. Let's talk about, I love your perspective on this, this physical body because in our culture and society, you know, one of the big issues is we're so dissociated from the body. Uh, we, we distract ourselves from it. We just, I mean, the way we, the standard American diet, what we actually eat, and this is talking like the, the mass population, we're so disconnected from the actual embodiment of this, this gift, this, and you call it a, a biophotonic light suit, this, <laughs> this ancient technology that, I mean, you really think about it as a technology I mean, the technological advancements that have happened in our lifetime have been just like, whoa, but nothing, we can't even come close to creating something like this. Like if you get a cut, it heals itself. Right. And it has this emotional body, the spiritual body, all connected through this, this, this gift technology that we have an awareness of, that we get to have a physical, seemingly physical experience with. So talk a little bit about that and, and kind of break it down for listeners on, on what you mean by this biophotonic technology yeah so i'll do my best um just what i'm tracking and and i feel you know like i really i really don't like when people call it a meat suit anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's just this thing that's like oh yeah whatever 
my body. He'll die someday. Die it's someday. not that big a deal. And that's a big, I think, dude, I think we're onto something here. We're like in this, in this shift, in this evolution where if there, if there's a belief frequency activated in your being that you are eternal, that you're going to keep going, I think that we're going to really reverse this aging process and this, this seeming construct of what's supposed to happen to you in, let's say, 100 years at best, right? You get to like rinse, recycle, repeat. You know, like you, you get to like, something's up for me here where I feel like we're moving into a next phase of remembering like we can actually have more control of this. Um, we can reverse the aging process. It feels like there's like a you thing, longevity thing happening with many of us right now where we're like, well, I'm like, I'm exercising and I'm better. I'm in better shape than I was when I was in my early 20s and I'm in my 40s now. You know, it's like, it keeps getting better and better. So yeah, I, biophotonics, I feel, you know, I'm not like on the science end of things, but I know that this is light, right? This is, you know, light that comes from the sun and it absorbs into our skin and it connects to our cellular makeup. It connects to our DNA. Um, I feel that there's this, so much more that is is be is uncovering for us right now in in remembering what this technology is used for and i feel like really a main part of it is is learning how to turn it more into light you know as in like what we're doing like on the on the emotional uncovering and the truth activation where we're we get to clear these channels right and we, what happens we become lighter we feel like oh more breath is coming, more spaciousness, you know, it's like, it's a program of some sort of, if we could relate ourselves to any type of computer, you know, like as we upgrade, you know, you, you, you would advance, you know, it's not that old, like tiny box IBM anymore. It's like you, you got to fill up a whole room and yeah. now so you have a cell phone that's just like hyper fast and right. Beautiful. Right. So, so same with us. It's like, as we, you know, we become more in tune and embodied in ourselves. We're like, Whoa, okay. Like, I feel my shoes are off connected to the earth. I feel there's like energetic antennas that are coming up from the earth, like teaching me something right now, right? Mm. It's, there's so much more to it. You know, I, I, I go place my hand on the tree and if I keep it there for five minutes, I, I sense almost these like tendrils coming out and teaching me something, right? This is all what this is. This is, I feel like this is an interactive playground and the human technology is this multi-dimensional template that we can use it, it's so much more than just again a meat suit that we came into an experience to like live through i think that we get to remember how to activate it now we get to remember i feel like coming soon is probably going to be some like swipe technology where we like you know two fingers across the chest over the left or over the right shoulder will create some activation right just like the interface of our telephone, right? We swipe right, we swipe left, and something happens, right? But I think we're remembering these codings for this technology right now, where something big is afoot. I feel like we're we're really here to remember that we are all creator beings. Number one, we are all that. Like we, and we get better and better at becoming calmer more centered, more grounded when we develop these practices and coming together in union with our community, with our partner, like we, we activate, 
we're, we're, we're activating right now. It's, it's it's on such a big on such a big level. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's it's mind blowing, really. It's like some like I, I think I'm, you know, the words coming out are, are not doing justice with like the way that I feel about it because I feel like yeah. so alive, but just like just even like just remember who you are. <laughs> you know, you advanced sacred technology. Like this is it's coming back online. You know, yeah. it's like this thing of like this ancient future past remembrance is happening where it's like the future version of the higher self is coming into the now right mm-hmm. and like even the ancient wisdom now is like coming online like the older ways of of doing things right yeah like the thing that's coming to me right now is is somebody might be asking like well how how do i how do i develop that relationship with this 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 body you know and i think that's the important part of this journey of of loving it and accepting it mm. and and really it comes back to gratitude like this this thing that we get to have an awareness of get to have an experience in and you start thinking about it as this beautiful gift you just develop a gratitude for it and gratitude is the key to start accessing these higher vibrational frequencies and you can't be in that state like when you know the 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 fear frequencies the shame frequencies the anger i mean these are all like trackable frequencies and the denser they are it's harder to access these lighter states and these love and it does take this 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 courage to go on this journey of of getting curious about where you're stuck and being able to heal and it's it's a very nuanced complex journey but it's it's really beautiful because i can feel it too and i always say what a time to be alive you know and it's funny because i think we're living in these like two realities that are seemingly starting to split and it's it's the more like the more fear is getting pushed in to this collective field I feel like it's actually forcing more people to wake up. And so there's this like divergence happening. And I don't know if it's like all of a sudden we just, you know, the, the reality split or something like that, or, you know, just people just start waking up by the masses. But it does feel like there's this collective frequency here right now that is activating our DNA, is teaching us. I can feel in my own life, and I know I live in, in, a, in a bit of a bubble, so that doesn't go past me, but... I can feel like a lot of people in my life that I'm meeting and calling in and it could be this this like attracts like thing, but so many people are starting to wake up and get curious. And I feel like the more control and denser the fear, it's becoming so obvious what's what's at play in the narrative that more people are starting to wake up. And so the more they do that, the more people wake up and it's this beautiful experience and like how it unfolds, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's the fun what, part. That is the fun part. That's what we get to witness and coming into this experience, especially now we're like, wow, what a what a t- exactly what a time to be alive. I think the two two words that come to me right now that potentially could be well, I, I feel be easily absorbable by the audience that's listening are the words feeling and imagination. And that I feel like those are two major components of the human technology and even just just as an exercise just to check your mood like if you're listening out there like just notice how you're feeling when you wake up notice how you're feeling when you go to sleep and if you take it a step further monitor the thoughts that are coming online that are making you potentially feel the way you're feeling even if it's if you're in the free frequency cool like maybe like you're anxious and nervous and you're just like oh god but like if you if you're listening to these words just like notice that you can actually observe that and see like what the mood is connected to from the thoughts that are coming through your mind right and so like this technology has this incredible capacity to feel on so many different 
facets of the spectrum, right? From like the high, high frequencies of joy, of freedom, all the way down to like the fear, the anger, the the guilt, the shame, right? So like it's almost like this uh, this emotional slash like feeling coding exercise that we're in here on, on earth right now where we have to feel all of it, you know, but then you get to play with it and become better at it where you know, using the, the the word imagination has been big in my work and my studies these days. And and even in, in the, the shamanic work where we go into the alternate spaces and guide you into a space and all right, activate your imagination, connect with your with your animal totem or connect with a guide and take it from there. What's gonna happen? You you start imagining and you really like if you come to it in these spaces of, you know, especially in the pause before you go to sleep and when you wake up, you're doing your work, you're doing your meditation, you're pausing, and, and then you you can witness like that your thoughts end up having a, a huge part to play in like your life. Like they're maybe like your thought for some people, your thoughts are like what controls you and what like what what you're doing, like the patterns that you develop and this stuff. But you we also have the ability to imagine anything that we choose. So if we can get better at connecting our imaginal processes to our goals, our desires, or even like on a bigger collective level, like this like help beacon that's 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 up right now where we're like, let's all come together in love, right? If we can just go into the space at night and imagine a better world and imagine how it's going to look, how it's going to feel, especially how it's going to feel, how it's going to feel to be in community, how it's going to feel to like live out in the land with like, thousands of people like working and farming and gardening and like taking care of each other, you know, doing these imagining processes, right? Like you're, feels you're, good. Like feels feel good, it. right? Yeah. Right. So, so that's what I want to emphasize here where this human technology, like we have, there, there's something to remember here about our feelers and our power to imagine and connecting those two and in, in with our calm commandment and our directive, instead of like, being taken over and hijacked by these alternate frequencies that are coming in from the news, from the war, from the 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 mass, the pandemia, like all these things that are just like, yeah, like yeah. bombarding you. Like you don't you don't have to tune into that. You could actually like use your energy to tune into something that's going to be helpful and loving and and great for everybody else. Because then once you imagine it, nature fills the space. You don't have to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's just so it's such a beautiful thing where you just get to like feel and imagine. You know what I mean? And so yeah. you get better at it. You just you keep feeling the good feels on the on the high vibes and, and the high frequencies, and you just become efficient at that. And that's just your life after a while. Yeah, right? it takes practice. It does. It yeah. does. It takes practice. But that, I just wanted to say that. Just yeah. I feel like that's a that's two big tools of the human technology that I'm excited about right now. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Like we have this this gift this this self-awareness that we can actually have an awareness of our thoughts like that's why meditation is so powerful it's to notice that you are not your thoughts but you can move your thoughts shift your thoughts make new thoughts right right it's like what what is what is that i mean that is this we're the only being in this plane of existence that has that ability and it's just such a beautiful gift to start slowing down and noticing like how am i like what I mean, a simple thing is this this external reality is just a mirror. So like if you're consuming all this like dense frequency, because you feel like and it's addictive patterns too, it's like you feel like you need to know what's going on in the world. Like 
I notice even doing this work and really trying to keep these higher frequency states within myself, if I go turn on the news, like I go to my parents' house and they have the news on, I can literally feel the energy, like density. And it's, it's, I just don't want that in my life. And I think the big story is like, oh, well, you need to be informed. It's like in my life, in my reality right now, like that's not directly impacting. There's really nothing like if you watch that, is there anything you're really doing about it? Or you, in, if you're really tapping into this <laughs> frequency, that what I'm doing is really bringing love frequency and trying to hold that higher frequency for more than just myself. And, you know, on this path of remembering as you're talking, in my own experience, you know, it's really like feeling how disconnected we are from nature. And I was dropping into this the other day, like how crazy it is that we were born into this time where this like behemoth of a society and culture is like overtaking the planet with like consumerism. And, you know, even being born like a thousand years ago, a few hundred years ago, and like just where we're at in this pinnacle moment of human history, I like walk into a department store like Walmart and I can just see so clearly now like, whoa, like what is this? At this, at this massive scale, consumerism and people walking around just unhappy like we don't even like look at each other and it's just the, the the frequency of it's so dense and now feeling this call and i know this is not just my call i feel a lot of people there's this there's this energy in the collective field calling us back you know maybe it's mother gaia calling us back into who we are to this remembering process getting back to nature getting back to growing our own food getting back to community and to feel that and then to feel where we're at as a culture. It's just so, it's becoming more and more obvious of like how lost we are and how separate we are from who we actually are and where we came from and getting back into nature. Like it blows my mind that I don't really know where my food comes from. Yeah. Like that, just that simple thing, like to really drop into that is, is a wild concept. Like how far away have we gotten from just this, this presence, this gift of, of nature. And, you know, maybe that's all a part of this journey of, of, of going through that so that we have an opportunity to remember. And I think there's interdimensional energetics at play and there's obviously some astrology kind of galactic experiences. Do you want to talk about your connection with these interdimensional beings? And I love what you say even too with the, the frequency of calling them aliens. Like that is a fear frequency. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... I think even working with you, I had my own connection through a shamanic journey. You took me on with this interdimensional being that presented itself. And it was just like, because I, 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 you said like, don't use the word alien. It's a fear frequency. They won't come around if you just call them alien because that means they're other, they're separate. And working with you, I had one come to me in one of these visionary spaces. And it was like, I was like, oh, this guy's so dope. Like he's so supportive and loving. And he's like, he's in deep gratitude and reverence for me for showing up and doing this work. And he's like, anything I can do to support you. It's like, whoa. That's incredible. And so like shifting that fear frequency within ourselves, talk about your connection to these interdimensional beings, interdimensional spaces, and how that's going to continue to shift over the coming experience and journey. Good one. Yeah. I, since, uh, <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing your experience too. That was, Thank uh, you. That was a potent one. Um, I've, I've had lots of experiences since I was a kid with let's call, we use the word paranormal, otherworldly, um, partners is what I call them now. I don't, I don't, again, that word alien is immediately, it creates a fear block. It's like, you're not from here, go away. Like, so it's like, for them, it's very immediate for them. They, they sense the energy. They're like, okay, you're not ready for this, so I'm going to go. You know, I think of a lot of us 
people listening develop that, you know, remove that word from the vocabulary, I think that we can, you know, have more of a connection with them. Uh, and I feel like that's that's on the horizon, man. It feels like a lot of that's coming out now. Um, even like, I don't, I don't think the, the news can mask it for any longer. You know, it's, it's feeling like that's, that's going to be happening soon. And I feel like they're us. They're, they're, they're parts of us that are in a different, in, in higher dimensions and more developed. And they're, they're bringing information back into this density. Um, that's how I feel about it. And they're, they're, uh, I received a lot of teachings over the last several years of, you know, what this is about. And you know, I was with a friend last, uh, last night. And we were speaking on this this stuff, and um, there's all these different sources that seem to be lining up with very similar information. Um, and what we came to is what we've been hearing is that there feels like there's been a crest over that we we've gotten over a hump, and we actually like we're, we're on a pretty good track. And I feel like. Um, information has been shared that you know that we we could have been in like more dire straits maybe like a year or two ago but we've actually like we're we're in a pretty good spot and that, that resonated with me last night too where it was like even <clears throat> nature you said um is is connected to all this and i feel nature being this sort of interdimensional um interactive like playground where you you know, like for instance, like plants, you ingest plants and you you go into these alternate spaces, right? Or if you get good enough at it, you can just go sit out in nature and just drop into these different realms and these different realities. I feel like the natural support has something to do with that access. Um, and then connected to the partners and interdimensional beings and stuff of this nature, I feel that they also use nature to arrive and to come into this this reality. Mm. Um, I've seen ships arrive when it's like really like foggy outside. So it's like, okay, there's like the natural element of water very present in this moment where they're able to, you know, come in with their ship because of this certain type of fog that was present. I'm like, and eventually you see in the ship. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So that, that, that stuff's like fascinating to me where yeah. like it's, it's somehow this, natural interactive playground that we're on allows for these types of openings when when the when, when everything's lined in, in just the, the, the right way right i love that too because it's, it's not this idea of like it's somewhere out there but like it's coming down into like this reality in nature like the elements is what is the bridge is the feel, access point i, I right? feel like that that's yeah. it right there yeah and it, it's here it's like this is this is earth. This is, you know, the game we came to play. You know, it's it's not too, it doesn't have to be like so far out. You know, I feel like it, it's, it's right around us, you know, and how that works, I'm not completely sure yet, but mm -hmm. I, I feel it has something to, there's dimensionality access to it. And I feel like the natural motherboard, if you call it, like the, you know, the earth motherboard that, you know, it, it allows access, access is granted once certain frequencies are met. So it, it, in our life, in our personal development, if we can continue to be like, just continue to release all the fear at all the times and be on the high highs, the, the, the real just like, we're in joy, we're in freedom, we're in community, we're in confidence, 
we're in happiness, we're in wealth, we're in abundance, like all of these things that we are, we're we're just there. You know, we're not going into the oh the the you know the stuff that we know that we when we get knocked off, you know, mm-hmm. we get knocked off that tier of like the the high vibe. And I, I feel like that's why we're all there's something here about support where we we get to hold each other's hands and be like, we we can stay up here. We 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 can stay oscillating at this high frequency up here. We don't have to go back down to these lower frequencies. And I feel like that's how more connection with the interdimensionals are going to be made. If if we can keep our vessel, our technology super clean, our community super clean, dialed, like just all, you know, we're we're just we're having a good time. We're loving. We're happy. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not tuning into any of the other bullshit right now. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, just to, just to kind of give the listeners uh, like more of a grounded like perspective on your experience with these interdimensional partners. Do you have any stories that come to mind that you want to share of actually interacting with these? Or has there been a moment when you've connected and, and received a message? Is there a specific maybe individual being or collective of beings that you're connected with specifically and communicate with? What What is a little bit more like a grounded story that you could share? Sure. Um, let's see. I... There's a good story that is still very alive that there's several puzzle pieces and clues that were given to me over you know a certain amount of years. But they all they all led me to Brazil. And I, I had some pretty profound experiences down there um, in a vortex uh, in Mato Grosso do Sul in Campo Grande, uh, southern Brazil. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, originally one of the main reasons why I got there was listening to this this hermit that I met in the jungle of Costa Rica like tell me this story he was like okay I was like on an ayahuasca retreat like back in the days and we walked out into the jungle and the facilitator of the owner of the retreat center was like oh we're gonna walk to this waterfall and we're gonna pass by this uh this sort of like jungle hut and this hermit lives out there he's all good he's probably gonna want to hang out with us and take us on a jungle walk so I was like, that sounds interesting so anyways we were like walking along this path and sure enough we come across this like very interesting home because it had no walls on it. It was just like a structure of a home. And this guy was in there just doing his thing. He was like an artist. He was carving these uh, beautiful black panthers out of like this dark wood. And there was like hundreds of them. But it was like very, very intricate um, black panthers. And he had all this other art, this, these interesting like tetragrammaton uh, magical formula paintings. And I was just like, this guy's, wow, interesting, right? Yeah. Um, he proceeds to take us on a jungle walk, like a plant walk. He wants to show us some of the, the plants of the jungle of this region. And he starts dropping these little hints of information. And, and he was speaking in Spanish. And like me and two other people were the only people in the group that spoke Spanish. We were a group of people from New York. And he's like, yeah, I was like, my girlfriend's usually here with me, but she's in Brazil. And uh, she's with this group that... Um, they're you know they're in contact with beings that are from the fourth dimension that live in the earth and i was like that sounds cool you know like that's interesting tell me more you know and i was just kind of waiting for the seeds right and he and he kept planting them he just kept dropping them out he's like well you know these fourth dimensional beings are coming out now to share with humanity about this big evolutionary step that we're all a part of here and, you know, kind of preparing them for that. And I was just like, this is fascinating. You know, like I'm just really intrigued by this. So anyways, there's a few other clues that he dropped and um, 
and again, like time moves on. I have other things happen from like Akashic record readings to like, oh yeah, Akashic record reading was like, you're going to meet a group uh, connected, you know, it's going to be your soul family. They're connected to an intergalactic confederation of light, um, blah, 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 all these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm like more notes, more puzzle pieces. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a massage training in Ibiza and uh, I meet some Brazilian folks and one woman in particular in my, my massage group. And we start talking about UFOs and she's like, Oh, you're into this stuff too. And oh, I'm part of this group in Brazil. We study this stuff. I was like, yeah, fucking amazing. Cool. I love this stuff. So we're like hanging out, having lunch, sharing stories. And then one of her friends come and we, we have more, more sharing happening. And, and uh, at this moment, we're, we're taking a, a walk in the woods and we're talking about orbs. We're talking about, you know, balls of light that I've seen appear to me physically. And this other guy I'm talking to, this Brazilian guy, he's like, oh, he's like, I can call him. And he starts like tapping his fingers in this very odd way. And I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, and he, he pulls out his phone. He's like, watch, you can see him on the interface of the phone. And sure enough, these like, it's almost like the symbiotic, like cluster of these lights start showing up on the phone and start moving around and like, starts you know feeling f- interesting like it was just like tingly and and uh right when we're looking at the orbs on the screen of the phone like i started getting this ping in my ear it was almost like a high pitch frequency Wee! and i literally blurred it out i was like guys something's about to happen and like right when i said that there's like a loud crash on the trees on the canopy right next to us and some sort of like hatch opens up like and something steps out and starts walking. And it's like a big, like heavy step, like boof, 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 boof. But you couldn't see anything. You could see the, the bushes moving and the trees, but like nothing in plain sight. So there was some energy that like sounded like a being walking. And I was just like, what the fuck? You know? And then the, the guy was like, they've arrived like very like excited about yeah. it and i was like all right man we gotta like let, let's let's talk more about this because that same experience had happened to me alone on a hike in mexico once like i was the same exact thing crash hatch walk doom, 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 doom. but nothing i could see nothing with my plain eyes so cut to um i end up going to brazil and it all sort of lined up from like the Kashuk record reading or like these people were like, oh, we're here. We're doing research with the 49 races of the Intergalactic Confederation of Light. And I was like, wow, okay, here, here it's all, it's all lining up for me here. Um, and yeah, I've had, I've had several experiences down there with physical beings and not, not like channel material, not any plant medicine or psychedelics. It's, it's all real. Uh, happening um these beings actually show up and present themselves to you yeah wow yeah yeah it's pretty interesting man <laughs> to say the least yeah and and um again it's it's about it, this place that i went to it's it's like uh like almost like a training camp like it's like a frequency training camp i can put it like that because you you get to go and you, you get to do work you get to go sit and attune to the frequencies that are at play there and then once you're calibrated enough, then you start having these experiences with seeing seeing the light ships, and then the beings wow. come and speak, and all. all what, what, what is the what is the main message from these beings? If you could sum it up, like what what are they here to to share with us? That that we are um, 
interdimensional. Many of us here that we're dimensional beings, they say, and we came for a specific mission to really to, yeah, like code ourselves with, with, with this new information so that we can share it universally. We, we share it with other beings that there's many other different races of beings, you know, but we, we all have different imprints. We came into this particular experience to, to learn from. And it's really about, it's, it's about evolution. It's about like what I hold is true. Like in my own work, it's like remembering how to turn ourselves into light so that we can actually traverse through the different dimensions. We can, we can move from one to another and, and yeah, that's, that's how we get to play. And that, that, that's, they said, that's a big part of it. They said that, um, not everybody here on earth has a soul yet, which is, which was kind of a big thing for me. Oh, that's to, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, like they're kind of like those, if you, if you use the video game analogy, they're kind of those NPCs. They're like going yeah. around on autopilot, but they don't actually they, have that. They don't have, they don't have a soul yet. So mm. they said that the ones with the soul are the dimensional beings that, that have lived in different realities and different dimensions and, there's a lot of information here, but it, essentially it's about our evolutionary track and yeah, how, how, how we get to be better at becoming better versions of ourselves. Really, it's the same stuff that we're working on. You know, it's like sharing, um, sharing a lot about, yeah, what, like what, what's next, what's to come. You know, there's like, you know, they share about like disclosures happening soon and they share a lot of stuff. They share about like the shape of the earth. They share about, you know, there's other continents that are beyond a wall of ice that we're encased in, they say. That there's actually other advanced civilizations that are around the same board that we're on. Is they, they call it like a, I'm not going to say flat earth because that's just a little bit like just a flat plane, but it's more of like a, a, a dome shape, like a, or like they, they use the word convex. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. And like like having these experiences and people all around the globe connecting with these interdimensional beings, doing this type of deeper work. And, you know, I, I love that once you start raising your frequency and clearing out this this lower frequency, the synchronicities kind of happen. You start meeting people yeah. in this 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 different frequency that kind of match up. Why is this not talked about more? Why is it tried to like you know, put underground and, you know, the kind of collective narrative and these, these archetypal forces that are at play. And, you know, the, the, the easiest way to describe it is like good versus evil, mm-hmm. but it's just this energy frequency. Um, talk a little bit about that wider perspective of these forces at play and why it is that it has been like this for so long. And now this time we're kind of evolving out, out of it. it. Yeah. Well, let me let me see if I can track here. I feel that there has been uh, manipulation at play here for quite some time, um, and I've, what you're getting at is like why why have people been kept so dumbed down for so long, and why is it happening now? Well, I feel like we're again at like some sort of like juncture or crossroads energetically where we're able to actually receive this information and have a, an expanded enough bandwidth to receive it where, you know, potentially like 50 years ago, we weren't ready for that yet. Mm. You know, like we still had to do some sort of evolving to get to this place now. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we don't have to get into like all the, the different 
nefarious like ET groups that may be at play here because I think there's like quite a few that are in cahoots um, from what, what I what I understand. Um, but I, I what I do feel and what, what was resonant is that like even those fuckers, uh, they are also evolving too, you know. Mm. So they, they are also like eventually coming into love and to obtaining a soul of some sort, you know, like figuring this out, you know. So it's like they're going through their process just the same as we're going through our process, you know. So we got to be compassionate for them too and be like, all right, well, this is this is the experience we came into for whatever reason. And, you know, we get to get good at it. We get to become better versions of ourselves. Um, mm, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, talking about this, I, w- I wanted to talk kind of circling back because you've, you've talked about the, the, the power of, of your words and, and how words and thoughts that the words that you're thinking carry a frequency and the importance of choosing those words carefully. I think it's easy to talk about like when you're having negative thoughts and complaining and kind of being in that victim mindset, that like that's a certain frequency. But even as I've kind of grown and evolved, being really careful with the words I decided to use because everything carries a certain frequency charge. And it's important, just like we talked about with the word alien. Like you might not think that you're, you're even if you're like, oh, I like want to call in aliens. It's just that word carries a frequency. Talk about the importance of, of the words that you choose and how you've reframed some specific words in your life. I love it, man. I love wordplay. I love wordsmithing. I love breaking stuff down, um, showing it to people and be like, do you really believe this? Right? Because you're saying it. Maybe you didn't hear yourself say it. Mm. You know, so like that's that's becoming, again, like master of your program. Like, are you spending, an, are you giving yourself enough space to witness yourself and what you speak? Um, and, you know, I hear a lot of people I work with, you're like, set up some goals for yourself. Like, all right, well, I kind of want to do this. Like, uh, I think like I'm trying, I'm, I hear a lot of kind of and trinas and like, that's like immediately like, all right, you're, it's going to be a wishy-washy like exchange if, if you really like are saying that and really believing it. Maybe you don't even know, you, you don't even know you're saying it sometimes, but you're like, what you're doing is you're putting that message out to the universe that like, this is the experience that I am choosing because I'm saying it this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like there's there's a lot of words in the collective that people are just like, wow, they just say it. And and I think that again, like on on the manipulative side of things, like some of the some of the fucked up ones I see are like the word like weekend, like have a good weekend. But it's like you're weekend at the on the weekend because it's like you're you're in the rat race and you're like you had that like long, that long week. And Why do they even weekend. call it week? Exactly. Why do they call it week? It's fucked up, man. Yeah. It's like those are like some little ones that are like people don't see that, you know, or don't like television, like, right? Tell a lie vision. Yeah. Mm. Tell a lie in, in your vision. Yeah. It's like it's all what about up. what about government? You shared oh, yeah. that one with me. Go, that was a trip, man. Government is like to control and meant is mind in Latin. So like government really just means mind control. You know, it's like it's right there. Yeah. Like plain plainly right there. Um so when you start really diving into this stuff, it really like boom. It's there's so many different layers and nuances to this this game we call reality, and there is like little clues in every little thing. So you have to be so diligent on how and where you put your awareness and your focus. And I love even on the positive side, some of the stuff you've helped me with is 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 I wish and I desire. I love those in your creation rather than I don't know some of the other ones people. Yeah, use. like even like want and need. Yeah, like just like because like want and need, you're you're immediately you're putting your state of being 
um, you're putting yourself in a state of deficiency that you don't have something, mm. right? So instead lack of lack and scarcity, lack and scarcity, yeah, like it's like you're down here, like scraping to to try to get to the top, right? Instead of instead of like wish and desire, it's just like I just feel so calm. I feel so calm in my body when I say that. Like I don't need this. I'm complete. I'm but complete. I would wish to experience yeah, it. Because you're having fun. You're wishing it. You're imagining it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just becomes it becomes more fun. Yeah. yeah. And the importance of speaking your desires out and 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 asking for the experience to come to you too. And I think that is a deeper story of feeling worthy of it. And there's some some deeper work there that I know I've been on. It's like I need to feel worthy of it before I can actually call it in. But I think a lot of people, and this I've gotten stuck in this too, is like, oh, I'm I'm so complete. I don't like it, it's this paradox of being present, being full, being complete, not needing anything, being in a place of abundance, but then feeling guilty for wanting to experience something, wanting to make money or be successful at a job or me writing this book currently. And it's important, like in my prayer practice, to 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 speak my desires because the universe is listening. It's just a mirror. And you literally have that power if you want to experience something then speak it. Yeah. And I feel another powerful additive to the prayer practice for all of us is not only like speaking the desires, but also imagining yourself there. And and beyond that, like the the, the cool, what a cool practice I learned recently is imagining yourself in an event that would happen at the end of your desire. So like really constructing in your mind's eye and your imagination when you go pray, when you go meditate, when you go just sit still. Um, some event that's going to happen after you write that book. Maybe you're at the book signing and you're having just like the most amazing time. The most amazing folks are, are showing up to be with you and to celebrate. And so that is the imagining process where you're like, you're going into that deep, quiet space where you're mo- almost even falling asleep. And dude, that's the magic right there. Mm-hmm. You, and you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to, you don't have to figure out how that's going to happen. All you got to do is just holding that in your in your vision, in your imagination, and be persistent on that practice. And then nature just it just fills the space. And that just it's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's beautiful to live your life like that because it's just it's so much more fun and easy. You yeah. know, you don't have to like, oh my god, I got to try to figure this out. Gotta... But it takes a deep sense of trust and faith. Right. For sure. Because a part of the process for that to actually work is to let it go. Like as if it's already done. That's it. And that's the where people struggle. Because even if the deep sea, like, oh, I'm going to practice that. But somewhere deep down in your heart, you're like, this isn't going to work. Like I still don't think it's going like, to, I need to show up and do. And that's been a really cool practice for me. You know, this is, I don't know when this is going to go live, but I'm about to leave today, actually, later today to go to Sedona for the month of March to write my book. And this whole month of February, because I was talking to my wife, Sarah, um, about intention. I forget what we were talking about. And she was just like, dang, like, Joe, you've put so much intention into this experience. And literally for this whole month of February, I've been praying every day, connecting with the energy of the book, imagining myself, you know, in Sedona writing and the words flowing out. And then myself after the book's written, like holding it in my hands and like how good that's going to feel. And I'm so grateful for that because this experience has been so beautiful, just setting that intention. It hasn't been this old idea of I need to show up and do and be prepared and have the framework ready. It's as I've prayed and connected with the energy, like the framework, I feel like even just over the last couple of days, I can feel it in the field coming to me. It's like, I, I can't, I'm ready to just start writing. It's, yes. it's like, I can't not show up and write now. And it's not because of me showing up and, and preparing myself with doing things. It's because I've been setting that intention and letting go and, connecting with the energy and the frequency of it. Now there's this 
this this trust that whatever happens happens and let go of the attachment to outcome and i'm just really stoked to see what unfolds heck yeah man i'm stoked for you man (laughs) yeah that's it that's it it's like you're you're sharpening the the tool set that you have and it's like it, it yeah, it, it just you're you're right on track though. Like it, it takes practice, and it takes like more of the process of releasing, surrendering, um, becoming more in tune with your truth, right? And these are this is what we're getting at here. This is the work of remembering, right? Remembering who we are. We're we're creator beings, with like you know, and when we own it, like there's no doubt. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's just the truth, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and you don't. Know, you don't remember that you forgot until you remember again. Because <laughs> like even now, like I'll probably go to Sedona and I'll have an experience where like I'll have just an expanded experience just because the energy and the frequency is there. I'm going to be like really cleaning up and being intentional and like creating space and limiting distractions like social media and TV and really just taking more time to myself. And I know in that process, I'm going to have these moments of deep remembering. And I'm like, wow, like I've been in this space before, but I, I thought I was really kind of in that space just a month ago, but then I'll probably come out of that space and not remember that I'm out of that space until I come back into it. And so it's this like this oscillation of remembering and forgetting and then just continuing to oscillate a little bit higher and a little bit higher. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> it. Keep it on the rise. That's it, man. <laughs> as as people are listening to this, I mean, I'm sure my audience and, and the people listening to this are, are a little bit more attuned and on the path of healing and self-discovery and curious about some of these different you know stories and like having an open mind for all this stuff but just from your perspective what can what can people do now like in their daily life to start showing showing up and 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 remembering and healing um because I, i i know we talked about it throughout this episode there is this frequency that's here collectively. There's this feeling. I've heard people say there's like interdimensional beings like surrounding earth and they're like pumping us with this love frequency and it's, 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 it's leading to this evolution and there's this collective field here. And I definitely feel that there's this opportunity now where, and it might be because on the other side of it, there's such a strong fear frequency that if you're able to break through that and tap in, there's not a lot of, I guess competition, probably not the right word, competition for that energetic space. Because if you're able to tap through that fear fear frequency and connect, you have this superpower to create so quickly right yeah. now. Yeah. And so whether you're on this path of creating like love and joy and fulfillment in your life or more separation, fear and shame and judgment, it's happening at an accelerated rate. So it's important more now than ever to really show up and develop the tools to continue to, to try and elevate your frequency. Yeah. So first thing that's coming to me for the general listeners right now is get in community if you're not in community. I feel like this is the huge support system for us. Even if it's like online community, if it, you know, something that, you know, something in your life that you're resonating with, like just get an amplified network so that you can be held in that, in, in your, in your study and in your, you know, on your, on your journey there. Um, I like a simple technique I like to share at the beginning is really to just to become a better observer is starting to slow down your program. And the best way to do that, I found, is just taking one breath before every response that you make. So someone asks you a question 
and you take one breath before you answer. And this is going to show you so much about your reactions, the way where you're responding from. And it just, all of a sudden you just, you start taking this bird's eye view of like the whole thing almost immediately. Like the, it's such a small micro adjustment that has such a huge ripple effect. And that will allow you to, yeah, just masterfully observe what's going on. And you can start, you know, once the program slows down, you'll have all this space to start adding in the new seeds to to plant and to grow. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating how few of us and you know take a conscious breath, like even just one conscious breath during mm. a day. And I find myself, I've been reflecting a lot on the breath lately. And I did this meditation. It's a, an Alan Watts meditation. And he's talking about the breath. And I intellectually and, and conceptually understand like the breath is this bridge. It, it's, it's something that is both unconscious and conscious. Like we, we don't think about breathing until all of a sudden we can control our breath. But there's this meditation I was doing and he guides us into this middle space of can you not breathe? Like, no, your breath is, is just it's breathing. Like, you can't stop breathing. And so it's this really uncontrollable thing, but we have this, this illusion that we can, like, all of a sudden slow it down and control it. And it's a really fascinating thing to dance with. Like, you can't, like, the breath is with you always. It's this constant. And to, like, slow down and even, like, taking conscious breaths to, like, but allow your breath to just breathe, but then just bring your awareness to it without actually trying to control it. And you notice this like weird thing and then it starts bringing into like when, when I'm walking, like am I, am I the one choosing to walk? Like how do my muscles all move? And it's like these, these voluntary, involuntary things and it starts, it starts making it a lot of gray area of like what am I in control with? What am I not? I am, it's like a little bit overwhelming to be like, wait, am I just this puppet in this game that actually doesn't have any control and it's just like everything's happening for me? Or... Am I the one that's doing it all? And am I this creator and this, the actual energy that is doing all this and the intelligence and I'm connected to that as well. And so it's just this, the breath is literally the, the tool and the key. And it's such a gift because it's the, the, the only thing really that we have this bridge between conscious and unconscious and we both are both of it. It's beautiful. It is so powerful. And just even, you know, the, the the new patterns and the the new ways to adjust and to pause it and you know this I'm sure you've had these experiences when <clears throat> you go into a breath work and all of a sudden you're like in a different reality right <laughs> you're just like how did that happen like I, I remember the first time I did um a Wim Hof uh, breath meditation literally the first time like I woke up and I was in the Himalayas like I was like walking around on a mountaintop and I was just like I was so startled because it was so real. I was just like, oh, like I was just started touching my body. I was like, what the fuck? And like, boom, I'm back in my apartment in the East Village like instantly after that. And I was like, how did that, how did that occur, right? It's, it's fascinating. It's definitely, you know, a, a tool for this, this work I feel that we're becoming more familiar with as we remember. Mm -hmm. right? And I love what else you said about the importance of community. And I definitely see that as a huge importance and being able to, to share that with the world. And that's really the, why I'm so passionate about the Heart Collective. Yeah. And Daniel's in the Heart Collective as well. And 
So if you are listening to this and you feel the desire to grow, to evolve, to heal, to connect with other like-minded people who are on this path, I mean, community is the key. And, and there's so many different communities popping up. So find the one that resonates with you. But, you know, being able to plug in and be a part of something that's greater than yourself and feel seen and heard in your authenticity and in your, you know, journey of releasing and grieving and letting go, like that's a challenging experience. And to feel supported in that process is, I mean, it's such an important part of this whole experience. Like you can't do healing in isolation. It's only, it only really takes place in the presence of others. And we have so many different tools. We've got an app to stay connected. We have weekly calls that we're going to continue to develop so that we can connect, you know, on Zoom calls. We're doing retreats. And the big vision is to start doing these kind of healing summits where we have, you know, sound healings at scale, musicians, healers coming to really support and clear out these collective frequencies. And, oh, man, just even feeling into it. Same. We're just getting started, man. <laughs> and this is going to be such an incredible experience over the coming years on how we can bring this work to more and more people. And I mean, that's the question I've been dancing with since I started this thing is like, how do we facilitate healing at scale? Because now is the time. And it just is, it's not about having the answer. Like me and you, like we don't, we don't have the answer for you. Like, me, like when I talked about earlier, like it's so hard to explain. I've learned so much from you, but it's because you've activated something within me. You've opened up my own channels and helped me clear out some, some stuck energy where I'm like, yes, you've taught me stuff, but I'm learning and remembering the truth of who I am. And like, that's so beautiful. And every single person has that truth that lives within them. And it's only just facilitating and supporting in that remembering process so that you can come to your own truth and your own answer. That's so beautiful, man. That whole thing has felt like channeled. <laughs> <laughs> Happens sometimes. Where does that come from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you talk no, no, but thank you, man. Thank you for putting the the heart collective out there uh, for all of us, for all of us. And it's very, you know, I, I know for for sure that that's you know why we met each other, joining forces here. Um, I share a similar vision that, that this scale um, healing at scale, especially with sound frequencies, you know, that, that really have been so helpful in in my journey and you know can see how beneficial it's been for others that I'm working with currently that, you know, it's just, yeah, let's go, man. It's, it's, it's go time. <sighs> it's go time. Let's go. <laughs> so if you guys want to check it out, we got a new website launched. It's heartcollective.org, H-A-R-T collective.org. There's a bunch more information on there. And uh, yeah, I would love to see you on the inside and uh, connect with you in that way. Daniel, I appreciate you, brother. Dude. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. This is such such a such a beautiful morning with you, and shared about so many just beautiful things that are resonant in my field. And hopefully, that you know all of you that are listening can um, can use uh, for some way that would be beneficial for you guys. Um, and you guys can come see me in Austin, Texas, if you're local, um, or see me online uh whole sky healing arts.com like the whole sky um and then whole sky rescue on instagram and i hope to hear from any and all of you at yeah some point. that'll all be in the show notes definitely check out um and if you feel called to, to work with daniel he's absolutely incredible i mean he's I mean, he's changed my life in a lot of different ways man and i can't thank you enough dude and dude it's yeah, so cool. 
it's been awesome, man. It's been yeah. awesome getting to know you, dude. Yeah. Looking forward to more. Yeah, absolutely. Just, Just getting started. Man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Indeed. All right. Thank you all. Appreciate you for listening and talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.